All right, we are uh, going to go ahead and start right on time. Um, thank you, everyone, for coming. Thank you for being at TC. It's the first day of TC sessions. Uh, great keynotes this morning. Really, really excited about some of our new features that are showing up. Uh, as someone who has an IT background and who works on servers, um, when I hear new features, I get excited. But I also think, how is this going to affect my life? Am I going to have to worry about new processes that are coming in, new services, right? So as exciting as it is, I'm also, I'm also thinking of that next level. What are customers going to find when they go try to put these on their boxes with their network scanners and their cloud environments or their noisy VMware environments? Like, what's the impact of all of this? So this is Administrator's Toolbox. Uh, we are here because most of us in the room are likely dealing with infrastructure. We, or we have a Tableau server, and we don't know how to get data out of it or figure out what it's doing. Uh, my goal here today is to walk you through pretty much all of our tools. Everything that Tableau has as a utility that we post uh, live on GitHub or in our community forums, we're just going to walk through them. And I'm actually, we're going to run them. And I'm going to talk to you about how I use them as someone in Tableau's professional services. So just a quick, ooh, that was a shock. Uh, just a quick couple things about me. I've been at Tableau for five years in professional services, 15-ish uh, plus years in IT and data center work. So um, racks and racks of servers are kind of what I grew up on. Um, I'm the kind of person that when an upgrade goes as planned, but it takes five minutes longer than I scheduled, I feel like I failed. So I've, when a server goes down and that server is mine, it's mine. Right? I stay up until it's running. That's, that's my life. Like my servers stay running. So I really care about tools, and I really care about knowing what they're doing. Um, I also have a bunch of kids. Uh, we had some twins this year, which, uh, which was fun. It made the prep for this, this session uh, a, little, a little bit extra exciting. Um, I use Tableau to keep track of when their birthdays are, um, their weights, things like that. So data is near and dear to my heart, and it really makes my life livable. Uh, quick agenda. Um, we're going to go over the basic tools, kind of our foundational tools that we use to keep an eye on the server and troubleshoot issues. Uh, now, so I did this session last year, and we didn't have the resource monitoring tool, which is a part of the server management add-on. I'm going to show that, and we'll kind of talk about when it might be right, or when you might want to consider it. We'll talk about some of the real specialty tools that have more narrow use cases, but are, are cool and fun to, fun to look at. We'll talk about a utility server box. Uh, this is just a, a place to keep all these tools so they're ready to go, right? This is, this is your toolbox in your garage, or this is your... I'm going to mix a bunch of metaphors in here. Um, this is your mise en place if you're cooking. Um, and where do we put that in the network? Well, how big should it be? We'll, we'll touch on that. And then uh, what do you do post, post this? What's your plan when you leave here? What, uh, what tools do you need to enable yourself to actually get these going in your environments and start gathering data? Uh, it's a quick session. I have very few slides. We're actually going to start digging in. I'm going to be switching back and forth between some, uh, some different servers. And I'm going to Zoom, because there's a lot of command prompt in this session. Uh, if you can't see, just someone shout out Zoom if, uh, if it's a little too small to read in the back there. And this is like really one of my only slides. Uh, be prepared. The big issue with all of this is be prepared. We're looking at these tools. I want you to leave here with just an idea of what's available so that you maybe have an idea of, oh, I had this problem. Here's a tool that might help me understand it or solve it or prevent it in the future. You just want to have those tools ready. 
some of these tools uh, take time to install. Server, the resource monitoring tool, again, our new add-on thing, is actually pretty involved. You don't just install a server. You actually install agents. You have to get them all talking to each other. And that takes time. So you don't want to be doing that during a fire drill. You want all that stuff ready. Um, the same with all of our, some of our other tools are lightweight, but you still want to at least be familiar with how to run them so that they can do their work gathering data, uh, parsing logs for you, so you're not, you're not waiting on them. Uh, and I use these tools. Again, in services, I go visit clients. They're scaling their servers. They're having server issues. They're trying to be as stable as they can possibly be. So these are things that I use daily. Um, and have been using since I've started. I've kind of seen their development, and I'm really excited sort of where we are today and where we're going to keep driving them in the future. A quick overview of some of the things we'll be touching on. Uh, this is sort of what I would consider a complete toolbox. The orange items are all of our open source things. The things that are in black are either may have paid versions, like Notepad++ is, is free, but you can license it. Um, Having a utility server with Tableau Desktop on it is super handy because most of our tools generate data that you would then review in Tableau Desktop. So you can either copy their output to your, your local machine if you have Tableau Desktop there, publish it to a server in some cases to look at it on a server, or if it's just on your utility box, it can be super handy. Um, PostgreSQL, a lot of our tools install an open source version of PostgreSQL, but again, if you want to extend that or do more with it, there are paid versions. Uh, I'm not going to name the rest of these because we're actually going to we're actually going to look at them. So let's get into the basics: Tabjolt, Tabmon, and Logshark. Tabjolt is our tool for planning. It is an A/B load testing tool, and I say A/B because that's really its best use case. Tabjolt has a number of built-in test plans. It's based on JMeter, and it simulates load against the Tableau server. The best way to really figure out how, how to set up that initial test is to base it off of an existing Tableau server. So we use this to answer questions like, if I increase the number of nodes on my server, can I support more users? If I upgrade the, my hardware, what does the impact look like on average load times for my server workload? Uh, will this upgrade be a good move for me? Or do I have to buy more hardware to support all these new features that are coming? Uh, and, and that's Tabjolt. We're actually going to do a Tabjolt run today and let's kind of look at the results of it. Tabmon is our uh, free open source tool for monitoring your server. So it gathers perfmon records. It gathers some um, what we call JMX data from the Tableau server, so Tableau server telemetry, and drops it into a database, which we then view with a Tableau dashboard. So fairly, fairly lightweight, little, little involved to get working. Uh, community-supported, but it's a good place to start if you have no other corporate monitoring. If you use something like Splunk or Nagios or SolarWinds or Zabbix or any of those, um, some of the really great tools out there, actually, you probably don't need a Tabmon, but the nice thing about it is if you have nothing, it's free, and it does have some very Tableau-focused views in it, so things that Tableau cares about, like its services. The last thing that we'll touch on in this basics tool set um, is Logshark. And Logshark is an after-the-fact tool. We give Logshark zipped-up logs from our server. Logshark parses it and turns it into Tableau visualizations. So we're using the power of visual analytics to see what happened on our server. 
Logshark just had a new release. Uh, I believe it was it was either last week or the week before. So this is version 4.1 for us. It is astronomically faster. So it used to be you would throw logs at it and you'd be waiting a couple hours uh, at a minimum, and you'd have to have a big beefy machine to run it because it really liked lots of threads. Uh, the new Logshark is based on Hyper. Uh, so we're actually using our technology to make this thing faster. Um, it's a little more compact. It now runs on Mac desktop and Windows, uh, which I'm, uh, as a Mac user, I'm really excited about. Um, so some big improvements there. We'll actually do a log shark run today as well. Um, and I said that that was the last, but there is the one more, the resource monitoring tool. Um, so server management add-on is something that we introduced. It bundles a lot of sort of enterprise kind of level um, add-on features. So you get the resource monitoring tool, which is a Windows server only tool that gives you kind of deeper insights. Uh, it's a little more involved than Tabmon. It gives you some of that data that you'd have to get from Logshark in a more real-time way. It's just a nice, solid interface. If you're scaling uh, above a certain, a certain range, you may be at the 1,000 user mark now, it might be something that you would consider. Uh, server management also includes a content migration tool, which we're not going to look at today, but that's a really handy way to move content between two different server environments. There's ways to schedule that, so you could have a scheduled move process. Um, there is some talk about doing like a dev UAT prod content migration with it, but those use cases are still, we're still kind of fleshing out what those look like. Uh, where it's really handy is I'm moving, I'm moving everything to a new environment, and it's a rebuild, not a backup and restore situation. Um, so the content migration tool can get things moved nice and clean. It can also do some database connection rewrites, which is handy. So if you're moving over from one backend corporate data warehouse to another, a content migration tool can help with some of that. Again, in a little limited way, it's a new product for us. Uh, server management add-on actually has quite a bit more. Uh, there's some job scheduling features in there that are awesome. There's some cloud repository stuff that's cool. We're not going to talk about those, but it's um, once you hit a certain scale, I think it's worth at least considering. All right, that's enough slides. We are going to demo. So we're going to talk about Tabjolt first. Actually, first, let's talk about what we're demoing in. So the bulk of our tools are Windows-based. Um, we are working on that. The devs that work on these tools are feverishly trying to get Linux versions out. The fact that we now have Logshark on the Mac is pretty exciting because there's likely a Linux version coming. Uh, tools like Tab Tabjolt are likely getting Linux versions. There's nothing promised, but it's, we're all aware of it because we use, use Linux extensively at Tableau to host a lot of our own uh, Tableau implementation. So we want to have these tools available. Um, Tabjolt in particular can load test Windows-based Tableau servers and Linux-based Tableau servers, but from a Windows box. So my utility server today where I'm running these is running AWS. It's a mid-sized, um, I chose a T instance, so it's an inexpensive interest uh, instance. I think it's two to four cores, a little bit of memory. It's not, not too big. Uh, and it is running Windows Data Center. So we'll be spending some time over, over in this environment. And then I have two Windows servers, or two, excuse me, Tableau servers that we're looking at, a um, 2019.3 Windows server and a Linux server that are both up and running that will go We'll, we'll use both of these kind of interchangeably. Uh, mostly, we're just going to point the tools at them and, and see what data we get. 
So when I flip to the right, my first screen here, this is my utility server. So this is a Windows box where I've installed all of these tools. Um, we're not going to run through a TabJolt installation, but let's go ahead. I'm going to get one started. It's going to run for about five, six minutes, and while it's running, we'll talk about what it's doing. So I'm going to zoom in a bit. Hopefully you guys can read that. Uh, we'll go to my TabJolt folder. going to be a lot of command line in this class. I built myself a script because I'm lazy. So this is going to go kick off some load tests for us. And let's uh, look at the script that I wrote because it, it has a little bit of automation in it that I think is handy. TabJolt by default likes to throw itself in your C drive, but you can put it wherever you want. And then I just built myself a batch file. And we'll zoom in a bit on that. So TabJolt uh, builds its... TabJolt knows what server to connect to and load test based on these config files. So uh, YAML files, YAML files that are in a config folder. So what this test is doing is it's swapping in a YAML file that points TabJolt to first my Windows box, runs a couple of load tests against it, and then it renames that file and puts a Linux one in its place and runs TabJolt again. So the two sections of this test are basically first running two tests against Windows with TabJolt and then two tests in Linux. Um, so what am I doing? Basically, I'm testing two identical environments. So maybe I'm thinking about moving to Linux. Or maybe I was on Linux and I want to go back to Windows. Um, this would be a way to see, is my performance, or is, my, is my server behavior going to be the same? The command line options here are um, pretty straightforward. And again, a lot of manuals here. We're not going to go into too much exacting detail. Uh, I'm using a call function because Tableau is called, or Tableau, TabJolt is called with a batch file. So if you don't say call in your batch file, then it, it terminates. Right? This makes it come back to run the next command. For those of you that don't do a lot of Windows batch file scripting, which I don't know that a lot of us do anymore, um, I'm telling it a test plan. So this test plan file is pre-built. This is saying that TabJolt is going to load a viz or load a dashboard and then do a couple interactions with it. So it's kind of lightly simulating typical use. There's also a view test, which just looks at uh, initial load times. There's uh, a new test now that will test out web editing. So it'll load a dashboard, interact with it a little bit, and then pretend it's clicking the web edit button to see how that behaves, just to generate load and activity on the system. My next tab is uh, D, which is duration. So these are each running two minutes or 120 seconds. Minimum I recommend is 10. Uh, sometimes we'll run these for a half an hour if you want to just get an idea of an extended load, kind of see what memory does after a while. Uh, I'm just doing these short because we're doing it right now. C is my thread count. So this is how many uh, little services or little, little uh, daemons is TabJolt spinning up to throw load against the server. So 10 threads in a Tableau world is somewhere around 60 sessions on the server. Right? We're doing some little rough estimates there. Um, I happen to know the size of these, these AWS servers. They're tiny. And I know that my dashboards are all the sample dashboards, so they're lightweight and they're going to hit a lot of cache. So 10 simultaneous users hitting the system all at the same time for a couple minutes should be OK. We'll see how this behaves. Um, in a real world, again, 10 threads is closer to 60 or so, 50, 60 open sessions on the server, because not everyone's clicking generating load. 
the next two tabs are just labels so that I can go find these results and understand them. I've labeled my first one Windows, my second one Linux. So when we go explore the results, they're easy enough to find. And that's it. Hit this off. I go grab some coffee. Or we go take a look at what Tapon's reporting. So again, these are running down here. It gives a nice little status while it's going, just to let you know sort of how the load tests are running. We get, if you have a high error rate, you can kind of see it here and stop the tests and go make sure everything's pointed right and your passwords are set properly. Uh, there's also a lot of junk that shows up on the screen while it's running, so we can usually ignore that. What we're looking for is these lines. So this is telling us that it's running at, uh, I don't know if you can see this, zoom in a bit, 10 threads. This is how many samples it's getting a second. So it's you know, getting between four and 10-ish samples a second. The big thing that I want to see here is the errors. These errors are all coming up zero. That means TabJolt's having a good experience right now. If these errors are all of them, so some value around 10, then that tells me that I've probably configured TabJolt improperly. Or my server's actually down because I forgot to start it. So I recommend putting Tabmon on your utility server. Um, I neglected to set up Active Directory. And Tabmon likes to connect to your Tableau server, again, Windows only, uh, likes to connect your Tableau server using AD credentials to set up uh, the perfmon, automatic perfmon monitoring. So I did what is not a best practice and not recommended, which I put Tablon on my, on my Windows Tableau server. Do not do this. Uh, I did it because I wanted to show it to you guys. So Tablon is running in the background. There is a service uh, that runs, and you can take, this is just uh, showing the command line. This can be put into a service as well, and we have instructions on how to do that. And it's pulling basically perf, uh, perfmon metrics that it sets up against the Windows server. And its output is a Tableau workbook. So we'll go ahead and load Tableau Desktop. Tableau Desktop is something that I do have on my server. Um, for Windows servers, it is kind of a best practice to have Tableau Desktop on that server so you can do things like test database connections. I'm going to go ahead and log in. So Tabmon stores its data into a local Postgres database. And the default password is password. So right at, right at the top here, I have my uh, processor utilization by Tableau Service Process. And we can see that the server has a bit of a spike in the last minute or so. Um, just letting me know how, know how things are going. So again, things I could get from Perfmon or things I could get if I just went in and looked at Task Manager on like a single node. But this will collect data from all of my nodes, bring it into one place, and then do handy things like show me um, how the CPU stacks up per process. So this at the bottom on one of my tabs is letting me know that VizQL server is doing the bulk of the work. Uh, most of my processor is going towards VizQL server. I don't see hyper on here. So I'm not spending a lot of time running queries. I don't see something like our protocol server, tab proto service, which if you've looked at the server you may have seen, that communicates to our live databases. That's not here, so I'm not, I'm not doing any live queries. What's really doing the work is, is VizQL, so the thing that renders dashboards on the server. That's a handy insight, and that would be something that 
to collect by hand would go take a bit of time if I had five or six nodes. Couple other handy things in there, but that's kind of the key that we're just we're collecting all that perfon view in one place. We could publish this to a Tableau server. You can keep history of it. Um, all the history is controllable because it's stored in a database. Let's look at the same view in the resource monitoring tool. We'll see that it's just a little more sophisticated, a little bit nicer, actually a lot nicer in terms of how it looks. So it's web-based. Uh, it runs as a web-based service on my utility box. It can look at multiple environments. So you could set this up for your production environment, maybe your replica uh, disaster recovery environment, maybe a, a European uh, regional server. Um, and it right away tells me, hey, there's some incidents. So this is both monitoring and setting up alerts. I can configure email alerts on this and set thresholds for memory, uh, viz load times, CPU utilization, all, all kinds of things. So it's a little, it's, it's a little, little richer. I also see my CPUs bounced a bit, which is good. But let's go take a look at those incidents. Oh. Go click in, and then go look at our incident list. So a couple interesting warnings. I'm getting a warning about disk space. Tableau actually has a built-in disk space monitor just out of the box in, in our base version. But this will do some alerting and a little, more, a little richer monitoring. Uh, this, this one down here is interesting. Uh, CPU at 80% for five minutes. So that's a threshold that we kind of recommend. Our Blueprint documentation talks about this 80% for five minute threshold is, is kind of an area where you want to start looking at maybe some more CPU or maybe adjusting your services around. Uh, so this is, this is handy. Handy alerting, it's all built in, uh, potentially a time saver. Again, if you have a tool, a really rich tool like Splunk, you might set up similar alerts in a tool like that. Uh, other cool things in here, Again, things that you can build yourself if you're using Tableau and have admin views. Uh, but built in, we can get things like workbook performance, what workbooks are being hit. Uh, in this case, I just have the samples installed on the server, so it's hitting a regional and superstore, which are two of our sample workbooks. I get an idea of sessions that are going on. It's a pretty slick tool. Uh, again, worth a look once you hit, you hit a certain scale. And we're done with that. Let's take a look at our tab jolt runs and see where we are. Looks like it is doing one more. So this should be pointing at our Linux box, but it still tries to start up the, the Windows um, metrics as well. Tab jolt will read perfmon data uh, it'll read JMX data coming out of the server. So you can get system metrics out of it, as well as how long did visits take the load on average. I find them less helpful. Uh, the, thing, the data that I want out of Tabjolt is, what's my average load time? What's my average interact time? And what does that look like between server A and server B? But if you want, you can hook in actually quite a bit of data around it. So this, uh, this should be our last run. Uh, my thread count here is 16. So I did a, a small run and a little bit bigger run. And we should be pointing at our Linux box. This will be done in just a minute, and then we'll review these results. So while we're waiting that to, for that to finish, let's go ahead and talk about a couple other things.
Go big. All right, so tab jolt, tab mon, resource tool. We're going to get to log shark when our uh, tab jolt runs finished. So let's, uh, we'll briefly talk about the specialists, and then we'll come back to our, our big stuff that's running. So text editors, right? You want a better text editor than Notepad on your server, because you're probably going to be writing scripts. You might want to review batch files or uh, log files in the raw. So you want something that's a little richer uh, search features to examine trouble that might be in your logs. Um, Notepad++ is the big one everyone knows. Personally, I like Sublime Text, which does carry a little license fee, but it has a nice dark mode. Um, and I like the search features in it. But that's just a preference. Recommended best practice to have one of those handy. Um, but if you're reading Tableau logs, why not use the log viewer that Tableau uses, Tableau log viewer, or TLV? So TLV is uh, this really handy tool that specifically parses Tableau logs from desktop or server, makes them easily searchable, does some highlighting and filtering features on them, and uh, can even visualize your query plans in Hyper, which is not something I have ever had to do but it makes a really cool-looking chart. So we're doing well on time, so I think we'll do one of those today just so you can see it, and you can kind of see how uh, Tableau Log Viewer works. Um, but I want to do that after we, we review our test results. All right, this is just wrapping up, which is awesome. So the final, final notice that a single run gives us is this run ID. Tabdell is storing all of its data into a Postgres database that it installs for you. Uh, so run ID 13. I've done 13 runs so far using this install of Tabjolt. Um, it's letting me know if I want to look at this run I just did. Go look at run ID 13. But let's go do that, because that's pretty, pretty straightforward. So in the Tabjolt folder, there is a workbook called Performance Viz. It's going to connect to the Postgres database that Tabjolt installed for us and give us some handy out-of-the-box visualizations for it. Default password is test results, but you can always change that. Right off the top, it's only showing me run one, which I did a while ago. And I want to see those four runs that I just ran, the two against my Windows box and the two against my Linux box. So I'm just using this filter, standard Tableau filter on the right, hitting apply. And then let's actually not look at the visualizations. We're gonna go, we're gonna go cross tab on this. Let's see what our what our cross tab down here says. So remember 10 and 11 are my Windows box. This is the uh, test with 10 threads, and then I did another test at 16 because I like things that are multiples of two or powers of two. Um, and then my Linux box is the same. I did 10, and then I did a 16, just to see how, the, how these things scale. Um, duration seconds, yeah, I set it for 120 seconds. That's fine. I'm going to go ahead and go to this average response time, because this is one of these key metrics. So this is the average response for everything. Remember, I selected load the dashboard, but also try to interact. So I'm going to have some interactions that are really short, like just hitting a quick filter that's already been pre-computed. Uh, pre uh, also, because it is, these are the samples, there's no real-level security on them. Most of these loads are all coming from cache, which is why we're 
getting a lot of loads probably in the sub-second range. Uh, there's nothing really complex on these workbooks. Uh, some average load time in Windows. Uh, this is a freshly rebooted Windows box, so the first couple loads were probably a little bit slower as it warmed up. Uh, two seconds at 10, and almost three seconds uh, when, I, when I upped that to 16 threads. So 50%-ish more users. This box definitely slowed down a little bit. Dashboard load started queuing up, kind of got a little tired. Um, so it didn't scale quite like I would like. I would like. My Linux box um, had a little bit of a less warm-up time. So at the, at the lower load, it hit uh, 1.6 seconds, average load. Um, but when I scaled, it's actually catching up to Windows at, at 2.7 seconds. So it looks like at a light load, at least with this one test, I've run this a couple times, I might change my workloads up, but just with these couple A-B tests, um, it looks like at 10 I'm doing good, and Linux is, is a little ahead, uh, but when I start to scale, they really catch up with each other, so there's no advantage at this scale without more hardware uh, in Linux. The next thing that I like to look at is success response times. So average includes errors. And usually if a dashboard errors, it errors really fast. Um, if a server gets overwhelmed, you just get uh, no response. Tabs will record that, hey, you know, I got a, I got a 404. Or sometimes you'll get weird permission errors when the server's just so overwhelmed it can't deal with anything. Uh, in this case, my average success responses and my average responses match up, which I like to see. That means I probably had a pretty low error rate. And in fact, if I go here, uh, I can see my error rates were all zeros. I maybe had one error on this first test, but zeros are what I like to see. The servers didn't get overwhelmed. They didn't go down. They didn't start flooding with bad messages. All of these users got their dashboards uh, just in, in various amounts of time. I use this one because, again, I want those KPIs. I just want that number. What did, what did run A look like compared to run B? Uh, the other one that I like is this test drill down, mostly because I really like scatter plots. They just make me really happy. Uh, but what this tells me is kind of what my outliers look like. So most of the things in all of these runs are down here at the bottom. And on the left-hand side, these are milliseconds. So all of these things down here were two seconds or less. Right? So most of the things that the server did was fast. As long as it's fast, I don't care what it's doing, as long as, as, long as it's doing it quickly. But I had a couple processes across all of my servers that are, that are outliers, that are way out here, things that took uh, three or four seconds, which is, again, pretty good, but we're not really throwing anything hard at it. These are all the sample workbooks. They're small and light and fast. If I compare 10 and 11 to 12 and 13, I mean, 12 definitely did not have those, those kind of startup outliers over here. Um, so I just, if I had run this test again, I probably wouldn't see these over here. My Windows box was just getting warmed up. It needed, it needed a couple kicks to really get all the services char charged up. But nothing's really exceeding. I don't have anything going up to you know, 10 or 15 or 20 seconds. So these look like pretty clean runs to me. And I now have useful A-B, A-B testing information. All right, that's TabJolt. So let's talk about, we ran a load test. We looked at the monitoring on it to see what that looked like. We saw that you know, we can record and see the servers are busy. But let's go ahead and let's get some more detail. I'm going to save that. And for that, we're going to do some log parsing. So we're going to take LogShark to look at the logs from, uh, I'll, I'll do our Linux server. We'll parse them and then dig in deep. 
what do the logs have to say about how the server was acting while those tests were going on? So to do that, we need to go first to TSM. So if you haven't seen TSM, it's our web management interface for a server. It's on the infrastructure side, so it lets you do things like add nodes to your server, or change the authentication method, or reboot it. So this is something that pretty much admins and only admins would have access to. Uh, this is the box for my Linux server. So I'm on my utility server, but just hitting the Linux server's management page. Everything's green. That makes me happy. On my maintenance tab, so we used to have to do this only on the command line. It's really easy. It's just TSM maintenance zip logs gives you logs, but I have a web interface for it. Let's uh, generate a log file snapshot. I'm just going to leave the default name, which is like today's date. This will kick off the job to take all the logs from all of our nodes. So if I had a 10 node cluster, this goes to each node, zips up the logs, brings them together into one place in one giant zip file. This should go pretty quick because we just have a little one node server. Um, and then it'll let me download them through the web interface, which is pretty slick. We'll give this just a minute to operate. Generating succeeded. I'm just going to hit it, and we will download. And we got it. Okay, so that's sitting in my downloads folder. I'm going to go back to my command line. Who doesn't love the command line? Normally, I make mine green. I don't know. I'm a little bit old. So my first machine actually had an amber display. And then I worked in mini computer batch processing for a while, and we had green, like nothing but green screens. Uh, so I'm really comfortable when I set my command prompt to green. I haven't done it on these boxes yet, though. So I installed LogShark um, to the root of my C drive. This is a LogShark folder. And then to run LogShark, there are a number of options. Uh, LogShark is plugin based. So I could say parse these logs, but I only want to see the logs for Hyper. Because I'm concerned Hyper's using too much memory, I want to see what it's doing. But by default, it uses all of the plugins and gives us a number of workbooks that we can review. So I'm just going to go run it, log shark. Log, if I can spell, shark. And then I'll point it to my downloads folder. Typing live on stage is dangerous. And then in there, there's a file called ziplogs. So we'll just kick this off. Uh, this is, again, different. Uh, the previous versions did not look this way, so it's a little new display if you've used LogShark before. It's going through unzipping that, that, um, that file, pulling those logs into Hyper, and then using those plugins to generate workbooks. And this used to take hours. Uh, tiny servers, there's not a lot of activity on them, so this should go pretty quick. But uh, yes, it's exciting. It's exciting that I could do this live. I would never even try this live before, because it would probably take half an hour at least to parse. And we're done. That's really, really exciting, you guys. <laughs> so um, dev team, yeah, dev team on that. It's, it's amazing. So what did, that, what did that actually do, though? What it did, I'm in, uh, on my machine here. It threw in a folder in my LogShark folder, in the output folder. Make sure I grab the latest one. This one. Click, there we go. Oh. 
Well, that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> so Logshark did not like my logs. So we could only generate workbooks um, for Hyper, which is, which is kind of weird. This happens sometimes. Um, I might just want to run zip logs again to see if I get a, I get a better output. I might run Logshark again to get a better output. Danger of live demos. <laughs> um, what I wanted to get... Oh. Sorry. New version of Logshark gives you, fol- gives you folders. This is the trouble with being a Mac user, too. Um, <laughs> I don't know what folders look like anymore in Windows. Um, it gives you a bunch of workbooks. Each of these workbooks is a different log from the server. So Apache is Tableau's web server, so these are the Apache logs. I'll actually go into that one first because it's super handy. I'm so glad the log shark worked. I was feeling bad for a moment. Um, so the Apache logs. We don't have a lot of data over time, so this is kind of set up to look at logs like over the course of a week. And we just have a day's worth of data here and actually just a couple minutes worth of data. But I can see the number of loads that we had today uh, from the log file. So it's showing me that it had a total of uh, around 19, 19 views. This might be a little delayed. We might be still getting some of those um, tab jolt results written out to logs. I can see my top workbooks. Again, data I could get from the repository, but this is the top workbooks at the time. So for that week, these were the top workbooks that were loaded. And if I have a lot of workbooks, it might be important to see which ones are used the most. Um, Some simple filters. But the one that I like here is this request heat map. So what we have are two flame charts. And this is actually a lot more exciting when there's more data. Uh, But it colors this by how long an action took to to run on the server. So I see that most of my actions were green, which meant they fell below a threshold. I think our default threshold is uh, five seconds. So this is not just viz loads. This is things like running cleanups, the things that Tableau does in the background, all of that work. Most things ran in five seconds. But at the second part of my data here, towards the end of the logs, things were starting to go a little closer to that threshold. So things get a little lighter green. Eventually, these things go red. So if you can imagine a flame chart where you've got a little sort of looking like a red flame when things are really busy. This is a really quick way to see when was, when was my server slow. So a user says, hey, I was getting on at noon. This dashboard took way too long to load. You go in and check it at 3, and you're like, server's running fine. This gives you a way to see, well, what was happening on the server at that time. This top one is how our process is running during that time period. And the bottom one is how many sessions. So if you can see this bar chart at the bottom, maybe it has a nice curve to it, and then you see a flame chart on top has a nice curve to it, you know that maybe at your peak times, your server capacity is not where it needs to be. One, I find, I just, I find this super handy. As well as because it's in Tableau, I can change the time scale on this. This is currently set up to show me per hour. I could change this per minute. So let's go do that. I like desktop. Let's spend, let's spend a second here in desktop. So right now it's showing me per hour being Tableau. I can expand my pills. We can show it per minute, maybe per second. So I can see this is when my load tests were running. Again, nothing critical, nothing I'm really concerned about. But uh, it gives me an idea that the server was a little less responsive when it was super busy. Let's look at one more workbook in here just for fun. 
Um, again, there's a lot. We don't have any backgrounder jobs running, so there's not going to be anything interesting in there. Cluster controller is our uh, process that watches all of the nodes to make sure that they're up. It lets you know when a node is down. Um, and this, it goes along with the resource manager. Resource manager is a tool that will reboot processes if they start taking up too much memory on a box. It's like a little built-in housekeeping. I like to go check those just to make sure the server's healthy. Uh, we're not going to because they're boring. Like it should just all be green dots. Uh, but I can go in there, and if I see a red dot, I know SRM restarted a process. And if SRM is restarting processes, it may be that I'm tight on memory. Uh, the other, oh, there's actually two other cool ones here. There's one called config. This is a handy way to see how your server is configured. So we use this, our support team uses this quite a bit. You send them, you send them your logs, and they can go in and see, well, what does your server topology look like? Well, I have one node. The node has two backgrounders, two data servers. Uh, I can get all that detailed config information. This can be handy to keep an archive of. Servers go down. You maybe can't find your backup configuration files. Uh, this gives you a way to see, well, what are all those custom settings that I maybe forgot to document? And then one more, which is kind of a new one. We have these ones called art. And art is uh, a built-in process that monitors CPU usage by, by task or process on the server. It's kind of a built-in sort of new metrics system. So each process, when it runs, reports how much CPU time did it take. So we can use this to see, uh, well, when were things busy? And these, uh, again, kind of like a flame chart here, we can see that this was my load tests, I think, that I was running last night to make sure everything was working. And then these are my load tests that we were running today. Um, so processes were running, and I can get very, very granular on these. Processes were running and starting to take a lot more CPU time because CPUs were getting backed up. And I can see these for really each process, as well as um, both CPU and memory. So which processes were taking memory and how much were they taking? Again, we can see my load tests here generating uh, these kind of flumes where things are starting to take up a lot more memory than they were when the system was idle. It's a good place to go, again, if you're trying to figure out you know, why are things performing slowly or why is my memory creeping up, you can go in here and see exactly what is um, taking, up, taking up those resources. And in fact, get very detailed by clicking these points and see what exact Tableau process is taking up resources and try to figure out, well, is that a query-related issue? Is that a design-related issue? Um, is it a backgrounder-related issue? It just helps you narrow. All right, that's my expectation. <laughs> um, okay, those are the heavy hitters. Those are the tools that we use all the time. Um, in services, we set up Tabmon constantly. I go set up TabJolt and help people figure out how big do they need to scale their new environment if they're doubling their users. How is their upgrade going to perform in, uh, in their current environment? And that's, uh, TabJolt is, is kind of our bread and butter to really help understand scaling and help understand the impact of things like upgrades and architecture changes. Um, and LogShark, I mean, you just solve problems with LogShark, which is great. Um, I am going to come back to Tableau Log Viewer because I do want to show it. But uh, let's go ahead and we'll get through some of the, a few other things that I want to show you first. Uh, we'll come back if we have time to do Log Viewer. So let's go 
look at these. So smaller tools that are a little more specific uh, in their use cases. We have a tool called Scout. Scout simulates a user going in and clicking stuff on the server, which might, you might add, isn't that Tabjolt? And no, it's not. Tabjolt runs little daemons running on the server that are pretending to interact with the server, but it's not a full browser experience. It's not actually loading the images and rendering them on a display and timing how long that takes. It's not actually moving a mouse and clicking things. It's just pretending to do that by reading what the server responses are. Scout, uh, Windows only, is actually the utility that will control Chrome, go log into your server, start clicking things in exactly like a user would, and record how long it takes. It'll also record screenshots of the workbooks that it sees and store them into a database for you. So it's a great tool for auditing, and it's a great tool to understand the client-side experience. A question? Uh, no. So Scout, you can download and put on any client. And if you provide it server credentials, as long as the user has access to those workbooks, they can use Scout. Because Scout, again, logs onto the server exactly like a user would. And in fact, if you have something like two-factor authentication, like two-factor SSO set up, you can skip the logon part of Scout, log in by hand, and then tell Scout, okay, I'm logged in, go. Go do your work. It's a lot easier if you don't have that, but there are ways, uh, ways around it. Something that's, I call it similar but different in use case, is a tool called Replayer. So Replayer is sort of this, this plug. It's a hidden plugin. It's not hidden, but it's a plugin for LogShark. What it does is it takes your logs from your server and turns it into an event list. And that event list can be used by the replayer client to sort of run through all of the things that happened on your server against the server again. So it's, again, something happened on my server, but I don't, I don't know. I'm having trouble recreating it. Well, let's grab replayer and have it parse out the logs from my production server. And then I'll go run it on my test server and see if I can recreate the error that happened. So let's run replayer and maybe get better logs. Maybe I'll turn my debug logging on and then run Replayer and get, and get something better against it. The really exciting thing that Replayer can do, Tabjolt can run Replayer output. So you parse your logs for a week to see what workload on your production server looks like. And then on your new environment, or your upgraded environment, or your different environment, you say, Tabjolt, run that Replayer script. And you have a nice model of what your actual traffic looks like. And then you take your thread count and you double it, and you say, well, what if I doubled my users with my existing workload? And Tabjolt will just multiply and run that replay workload at sort of double. Uh, yes? So best practice for running Tabjolt um, is that you run Tabjolt in either your production environment when it's down, which is not a best practice for IT, or your test environment is a mirror in terms of hardware and infrastructure to your production environment. Even if it's like if it's cloud, if it's just for a short time, you spin it up to the same size, you get an idea, and you're doing an apples to apples comparison. Uh, I'll take one more, one more quick question. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, that was a good one. Um, so the, the question was, do you need a copy of your data in your test environment compared to your prod environment to get an accurate uh, replayer load as well as you know, accurate tab jolt. 
And the answer is yes, you want them to be as apples to apples as possible. And that's a best practice, specifically around TabJolt, it's a best practice to really, I want to have the same size hardware environment, same architecture that, to run my tests in. Um, again, it's a plugin, it's very exciting. We're not going to show it, but I am going to do a quick uh, Scout demo for you. Replayers community supported, and there's a good blog post in the community about how to get those, those two to work together. So we're back on my utility server. I'm going to go ahead and start up Scout. And I'm going to run it from the command line, just because... And it likes a sorry, pull that up. No. Let's actually hold off on Scout for, for a second. So there's a, there's a command line option to get Scout going that I thought I had on that machine. So we'll, we'll fly past that because we are getting kind of close on time here. Um, the experience, what you would see, is a Chrome browser opening up, logging onto the Tableau server, and just loading dashboards. And then it records that output. It also has some visits so you can go see what those timings look like. A use case that I would see for Scout is if I have a centralized Tableau server, maybe in Chicago, but I have users in San Jose and users in Austin, and I want to run Scout at both those locations to see, you know, is there a difference? Am I experiencing network latency issues between those two nodes? That'd be a lot harder to do with TabJolt. Okay, a uh, quick thing on custom tooling. Um, again, Python, we have a REST API in Tableau Server. You can do most things and learn most things about your server in terms of the content that's on it, project structures, who can see what views, all of that's accessible by our, by our REST API. So we have a lot of use cases where you're using Python for things like content automation, uh, as well as PowerShell and Bash to do things like publish workbooks to a server, uh, get an idea of what users can see. You could use this for a security audit. Uh, I'll try to come back at the end and grab you, sir, in the back. Um, so as well as automation around things like LogShark. Maybe I want to run LogShark to run automatically every Friday before my backup. So I could use a Bash script, PowerShell script, to go uh, zip my logs up, drop them in a folder, and have LogShark run it on my utility server so that those are ready to go. LogShark can also publish its workbooks to your Tableau server. So you might subscribe to those LogShark workbooks. Every Monday morning in your email box, you get a quick view of that flame chart and a quick view of how heavy your Apache server was working. So you can just review it and get on with your day. The other tool that we have that's pretty common is a tool called Tab Command. A Tab Command does most of the things that the REST API can do, so things like adding users, publishing content, but it's not 100% overlap, and Tab Command is a command line utility. So we often see the REST API and Tab Command kind of work together for more complicated uh, environments. The big thing that Tab Command is handy for is I need to quickly add 100 users and someone threw an Excel file at me. Tab Command is the quick way to, to get those users onboarded if you don't have a whole authentication and identity system. 
So we'll touch quickly on the utility server box. Again, we've been looking at it up and running it in AWS. Uh, a couple things to consider. It needs to be Windows because most of our tools still reside there. Two to four core is fine. Uh, the server resource monitoring tool actually likes eight. So it likes a bigger box. Uh, I used to say, you know, the bigger the box, the faster your LogShark stuff runs. But LogShark's pretty quick now, so that's not as critical. Uh, and VMs are fine. I usually say, hey, if I go to a client and they're tight on hardware, I'm like, can I just have a, a dual core, a little VM somewhere to get some of these tools ready to go? And if we need to up the memory, we can. The thing to know about having an undersized box, though, is that if I'm running TabJolt against a very large cluster, or I'm running TabJolt or TabMon with very high polling, so it's checking things at maybe every five seconds, which is pretty high polling for TabMon, I might start actually wearing these cores out and need a little more room or a little more memory to get things processed. But uh, start small. I like to have my utility server next to my Tableau nodes. Uh, it just means I can have ports opened up and I'm not as worried about security. It means I can connect to databases if I'm trying to do additional testing, maybe with data connectivity. It makes things like running LogShark easy because my logs are right there and I can just move files because it's usually within my firewall. Uh, things like Scout, I might run on the outside where my users live on the other side of my firewall because that's how it works. But for my, my big utilities, even TabJolt, I like to run those as close to the Tableau server as I can to eliminate variables like network latency. Couple of install requirements if you want these all to run on the same box. So TabJolt, TabMon, Scout, uh, and even LogShark, although it's not required, all use Postgres. So one of your options is to just have them all have their own Postgres instance. <laughs> So on my utility box, TabJolt has the first Postgres instance. And then I told TabMon, well, install a second one, but put it on uh, port 5433 instead of 5432, which is not necessarily efficient. So a cleaner way to do that would be to install TabJolt first and have it set up Postgres, and then install TabMon without the Postgres option, and then point it and do a little manual configuration to that one Postgres box. It's a little more efficient, and then everything plays together. Um, installing PG Admin lets you go in and make those modifications by hand. And all of those instructions are in, uh, on GitHub in terms of how to manually configure those Postgres databases. If you're doing something large load testing uh, or you want to keep this for a long time, maybe you have a Postgres data warehouse somewhere. They're super easy to spin up in um, RDS on Amazon or, or Azure. Um, maybe you store your data there. You can also point these to external Postgres databases. They don't have to be on the box. Tools are being updated. Like again, LockTrack just got updated last week. They are primarily on GitHub, but they are also in the community forums. So to find a replayer or to find Scout, you have to search the community forums to, to go get them. Um, the other thing that used to be on the community forums that we just moved to GitHub are our admin data sources. So Tableau Server has a repository, which is a Postgres database that lives on usually your primary node. Uh, that stores all the metadata. So who are your users? What are the workbook load times? Uh, what's Apache logs are stored there? Um, content logs, security stuff is stored in there. So we have some pre-built data sources that you can publish to your Tableau server that connect to that repository and make it easy to figure out what events have happened on the server. What are users doing on my server? And build dashboards around it. And once I build dashboards around it, I can put alerting on it which uh, means some of these tools, like TabMon and the server uh, resource monitoring tool, uh, you can actually build in Tableau. But then if they live on your Tableau server and your server's down, you may not get your alerts. So we can kind of build hybrid solutions to get really custom monitoring on these things. 
but GitHub, uh, most of our tools, the big ones are on GitHub, and they are community supported. Uh, the server resource monitoring tool, because it's paid, is fully supported by support. But things like Tabjolt, you reach out to the community forums to get help. Um, or you can call us in services, but that's up to you. <laughs> we also have partners that do that work. Uh, my next steps for you would be to really you go home and load the tools on your box. Like, have them ready for when you need them. Um, the admin dashboards we didn't cover, but Tableau has some built-in basic admin dashboards. Um, you can download those built-in admin dashboards and customize them and add alerts. That's kind of a quick way to get started, understanding the data on your server. We have recordings uh, from TC18, and there'll be recordings, of course, of TC19 that uh, talk about these details again. There's another session almost exactly like this one that's going on uh, later in the week uh, that might have a different take on some of these things that might be worth watching. And then definitely go interact in the community forums. Uh, it is a, a great resource, as well as a great troubleshooting guide. A couple of quick things I would send you to if you're interested. Uh, most of our tools are around performance, right? Most of my problems are around performance. So all of our performance in Tableau goes back to dashboards. Do I have clean dashboards? Are they connecting to clean data that's the right size? So there's a good session on best practices for dashboard performance from a solution architect. Uh, that used to be, or he's a sales consultant, but he used to be on our team. As well as tuning Tableau server uh, performance best practices. This is run by someone that used to be on our escalations team. So someone that deals with a big enterprise calls and says, hey, my Tableau server is slow. This is the team that goes in and really tries to diagnose those issues. So they can give you some really good architecture best practices as well as things to watch for um, as, as you move on. So... We have to say that if you could rate the session, that would be awesome. Uh, I'm going to apologize for not having my scout demo ready. Um, I ran through it, and I think we're also tight on time. But uh, yeah, if you could drop it in the mobile app, we're all going to ask this. It's just handy to collect data to see if uh, we should run these sessions again. And then, uh, boy, thank you so much for coming. Um, yeah. Thank you.